Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thinking of starting a podcast? We'll try Anchor. It's free, easy to use, and its creation tools allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or computer. It'll even take care of distribution for you with a single tap so you can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, Anchor is the only place you can publish video podcasts directly to Spotify. Man, you can even make money using Anchor in a couple of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. It's truly everything you need in one place to make a podcast. So make sure to go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another edition of the It's Cavalier podcast. As always, it's your boy Mac, and today is another Cavs spotlight on none other than Evan Mobley, the Cavs rookie sensation. To this point, honestly, I think he has exceeded expectations. I did not expect him to come out of the gate and impact on both ends of the court like he has been this season evan mobley is averaging 14 points per game 8.2 rebounds two and a half assists he's shooting 47.7 percent from the field converting 33.3 percent from three-point range and 78 and a half percent from the free throw line and that is through 22 appearances to start the 2021 nba season evan mobley is it man the, the Cavs, in my opinion, won the NBA draft. No offense to Cade Cunningham or Jalen Green or any other draftee in that class. Honestly, I think the Cavs won the draft. They got a generational talent in Evan Mobley, and he has been impacting the basketball games from day one. Offensively, you, you kind of knew what you were going to be able to get in terms of spacing from Evan Mobley. You knew it was going to take a little bit of time for him to be able to provide that spacing element that Cleveland for most of last season lacked due to a myriad of injuries to Larry Nash Jr., who sadly is no longer with the Cavs, and Kevin Love, you know, a a pretty big bench piece at this point in time. But last year, Kevin Love was still viewed as a starter in many aspects, but just could not remain healthy. So with those two guys, a big chunk of the spacing that could be provided was just not there from the power forward position. And so enter Evan Mobley. You knew that he was a bit raw, only shooting 30%, I believe, at USC in his single season there from three-point range. But just being able to add you know, that aspect of the game opens the floor up. You know, for Cleveland's guards, even if Evan Mobley is only attempting 1.9 of those per game, like I said, just the threat of being able to have that in his arsenal opens the floor uh, for drives to the basket, whether that be for layups or lops, you know, his burgeoning mid range game. That's that's an aspect of his game. Honestly, I did not think would be that effective transitioning to the NBA. But to my surprise, it has been. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, you just you look at the the bulk of his attempts. Uh, 14.8% of those come from uh, the mid-range. And I, I just, it's refreshing to see. In an era where the three-point shot is king and rules all, just being able to sit up there, uh, sit in games and watch him pull up from the mid-range, whether that be from the elbow or somewhere in that, you know, somewhere in that range, it's, it's refreshing to see. Because he's knocking these shots down when he takes them. And, and it's not coming with, you know, a whole bunch of volume. Like I said, it's only 14.8% of his uh, two-point shot attempts uh, have been mid-range pull-ups. But it's still nonetheless refreshing to see. And you know what? He has confidence to take them, too. He'll back a guy down. We continuously see this. We see this game in and uh, game out with this guy. He shoots over defenders. And sometimes he's doubled when he does it. You know if a guy is sitting there shooting a fadeaway uh, mid-range shot or pulls up from mid-range when being doubled, you just you you know the guy has confidence to be able to do it. And if he's able to convert, it's even better. <laughs> I mean, but for now, I'll settle for 60.7% of his overall attempts being uh, from within 10 feet. Just because that means that most of them are lob attempts or putbacks, which are in themselves a very, very high percentage shot attempt. And so we know that Evan Mobley has seen his fair share of lobs, whether that be from Darius Garland or Ricky Rubio. Speaking in terms of defense, uh, Mobley has easily, easily, easily been better than advertised. His ability to switch on to guards as a seven-footer is honestly, in my opinion, a key reason why their three-big lineup works. His ability to get vertical with ease, you know, and it's... It's it's insane to see a rookie be able to do this, but he is able to get vertical with ease and, and uses that verticality to challenge just about every shot attempt that he sees come his way. And and quite honestly, it's that verticality and understanding of the game that has allowed Mobley to reject shots at such such a high rate. I mean, uh, just listen to this. He currently leads all rookies in blocks per game by a wide margin. He's averaging two blocks per game. The second closest is Herbert Jones and Scotty Barnes, who are each tied for 0.8 per game. I mean, that's that's a whole 1.2 extra blocks per game. And I, I mean, take, to take it a step even further, Mobley is actually sixth in the league right behind the likes of Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, and Daniel Gafford. I like Gafford, but he definitely ain't on the, uh, the, the, the level that Mobley has been at his rookie season. It's just, it's astounding to see. Mobley, you know, and, and to top it all off after that, Mobley's vision, you know, it's been on display pretty much at all times this season. The, the two and a half assists per game, is not a telling stat on just how great this guy's vision is. Uh, I mean, the Cavs have allowed him to facilitate from the elbow on a nightly basis. You'll see that routinely. You know, Darius Garland and Ricky Rubio are not the only two who can handle the ball and facilitate. We can see Evan Mobley showing uh, a semblance of playmaking abilities. I've seen him on any given night dish right from the elbow. We, hell, we just saw it in, in, in Cleveland's last game against Chicago. Um, Evan Mobley had a very, very nice assist to a cutting Isaac Okoro to the basket after Mobley was double. 
it just it just goes to show that you know this this type of big right here is is truly generational he can do just about everything that you could ask of him out there now he's not exactly you know the two like i said the two and a half assist a game does not scream point forward or point center but he knows just how to draw attention away from his teammates and him and open you know in open in transition for baskets easy baskets might i add and quite honestly due to his you know immense length he can see over the top of defenses you can't teach that you just can't you cannot teach size you can't teach vision it's just something that is inherently there it's something you're born with something that very few bigs possess the ability to do at this uh, you know at this point in their careers some of them just don't carry that ability on a night-to-night basis Evan Mobley kind of looks like he does we we heard we heard all the rumblings and you know the the rumors about his ability to do so at the collegiate level but it's it's something else about being able to do that within the NBA the, you, you you're continuously battling the best of the best on a night to night basis and to be able to dish and feed out there at his age it's just it's a refreshing sight for Cleveland. And I know I, I echo these same sentiments just about every single time that I record an episode, but it's the truth. This, this team is, is benefiting immensely from just the, the sheer presence that Evan Mobley brings on a night-to-night basis. The, the, the mere fact that this guy is being mentioned in you know the, the group of perennial all-stars and all-time greats i mean just look at the names that that he's been compared to already just 22 games into his nba career we we hear kevin garnett we hear tim duncan we hear anthony davis on a routine basis and when trying to configure out a, a a a good comparison for this guy and i mean just to be able to use those to describe his upside i mean that's that's an honor and I'm sure he feels honored, but honestly, you know, we honestly should feel honored for him too, just because of the play on the court, just because of the product that he's putting out there, just because we have this guy in Cleveland. I mean, on top of everything, that's that's number one. We somehow lucked into getting the best player, in my opinion, from this draft. I think, I and that's no shade against Kate Cunningham, Jalen Green, or anybody else. That's just to me. That's that's my reality. That's that's what I believe. I think the Cavs ended up with the best player overall from this draft, and he's honestly looking like a a generational type of talent. I mean, you you look at you know just for comparison's sake, let's take a look at what Anthony Davis was able to do uh, in year one. In year one, his, his stat line looks very similar to what Evan Mobley has put up so far at least if he carries those averages through the entirety of the season. Uh, Anthony Davis averaged 13.5 points, 8.2 rebounds, 1 assist, 1.2 steals, 1.8 blocks. He shot 51.6% from the field. Holds a well, He held a defensive rating of 104, which is pretty good. But the most crucial aspect was that Anthony Davis shot pretty much nothing from three-point range. So he averaged 0% from three-point range his rookie season. Evan Mobley is already doing that. Evan Mobley, while not scorching the net, 
from that range is still averaging 33.3% from three-point range, and he's taking them with good enough volume, a la 1.9 per game, to keep the defense honest, which is what you really honestly could ask from a rookie at this point, uh, especially considering all the other faucets that he, that are you know that he has in his game and, and the way that he's impacting the game. 1.9 a game, and and you're converting upwards of 33% of those. I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I truly believe that that is going to – those shots are going to fall with more and more uh, efficiency the, the more that he takes of those. Now, you want to you wanna take it a step further in regards to that. Anthony Davis, between year one and his sophomore season, looked considerably better so in in year two anthony davis 20.8 points 10 rebounds 1.6 assists 1.3 steals 2.8 blocks pretty much career highs across the board and he started to take some three-point shots and you know what's what else he made his first all-star game in year two honestly just frankly speaking Evan Mobley, if he takes that type of career trajectory from rookie season to sophomore season, I am okay with that. You cannot ask for anything else. You you can't really ask for anything better than to make that big of a leap. Now, uh, it goes to say that Evan uh, Anthony Davis did add on about five extra shot attempts a game, which I totally expect Evan Mobley to be able to do. I want to say that Anthony Davis was averaging about uh, about 10.6 shot attempts per game to this season, at least this far, 22 games into the year, Evan Mobley is averaging about 11.6 attempts uh, per game. So if he's able to add on a couple extra attempts, there's no reason why he cannot get into the 20-point range. We've seen him crack 20 points this uh 20 plus points this season already and i think he can do that on a night to night basis i think this this kid could seriously develop into a uh 25 or 26 in in 12 type of player i think he is that good and i think if he is able to add on weight because he came into the nba at listed at i want to say 215 pounds at seven foot That is, I mean, that is nothing. Honestly, I got to be honest with you guys. I truly thought that the biggest thing that he would struggle with coming to the NBA, much like others, was the weight. I thought that he was going to get worked down in the block. I thought that he was going to be easily bodied. And let's not mistake this. Some of the some of the NBA's bigger centers out there have already been able to take advantage of that to some point. But Evan Mobley's length and athleticism more than in makes up for that he's able to go out there even when he is overmatched at that center position his length bothers people he's able to block shots i mean it's just something that you you could not have predicted his ability to impact the game the way he has uh we we, we kind of thought this guy was going to be raw especially on offense but he is not going he he's really not showing that much rawness especially on the defensive end so uh like i said i i truly thought that the weight was going to be a huge issue but it just it proven it's proven not to be and circling back to my original point if he is able to make the leap that anthony davis made between years one and two the NBA better watch out. I mean, they already better watch out now. The Cavs are maybe one to two solid moves away from being a complete championship contender. 
No, I do not believe Karis LeVert is the right is is the right type of deal to make. No, I don't believe Damian Lillard is the right move to make. And I'll get to that in future episodes. But I think that this team is on the way. I think Evan Mobley plays an extremely important role in that. I, I don't think this team would have been able to win the amount of games that it has without him. And I think as long as he's able to stay healthy, you know, you know, hands, fingers crossed in regards to that, because Cleveland has already faced his fair share of adversity in that regard and in terms of injuries to its starters and rotation players. But assuming this kid is able to stay healthy, there's no stopping this Cavs team, uh, you know, moving forward. I just I don't see it. I, I can legitimately think at this point in time that they are one of the four best teams in the East. And I think they're one of the top eight teams in the league. I, I, and I can I know what I'm saying. I know that that carries some weight. I understand that people may disagree with that, but that honestly is my point of view right now. I think they are one of the best eight teams in basketball. The NBA should honestly feel ashamed of themselves for not giving these guys any nationally televised games. And I know that they're going to be able to flex some of these, you know, in the future. But Cleveland is is quickly, vastly approaching marquee matchup status. They are they're getting up there, so they better start getting some more recognition. The the the, the national media needs to start covering these players more, and as they do, you'll start to see a little bit more respect coming Cleveland's way. And I truly believe that Evan Mobley is is going to be you know one of the primary reasons why. With that being said, let's take a look at some Evan Mobley highlights, shall we? So I mean, right off the bat. You see that this guy is able to do just about everything out there. You got him setting up, go, uh, heading down to the block, being able to uh, take a feed from Darius Garland, and while doubled, still make the shot. Look at this. Back and down, back and down Chicago against Ayo. I, I, I don't understand that. I, I, get, I guess he got him on the switch. That's just bad basketball to me defensively. Look at this. Sitting here facing up. Ah, oh, man. This, it's, it's beautiful to see. It's, it, it truly is beautiful to see. Look at this. Look at this defensive effort right here. The block, all oh, that. Man, that is nasty right there. The, the sheer verticality that it takes to be able to do that, awesome. And you, you got him affecting the game in just so many ways. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the effort there. Oh, block. That is, ah, that, that's just beautiful. <laughs> I, I know I keep saying that, but that's, that's just the truth. All right, you got Ricky Rubio passing the ball. Mobley for a floater here. Mm-mm-mm. Sending Zach Levine's shot back. One of the best guards in the NBA right there. Well, at least in the East. Look at that. These are veteran moves that we're seeing out of this guy. A nice screen there by Jarrett for a pull-up mid-range jumper. That's exactly what I was talking about right there. He has his ability to be able to do that. He's doubled right here. And this is the exact same play that I was referencing earlier with Isaac Okoro being able to find him. Challenging shots all day at the rim right there. Look at that. That's that's awesome. You got Zach going up there, Mobley being able to challenge him vertically without fouling and uh, getting the block. You got Rubio being able to find him here. You have a nice little fadeaway jumper. This the, the 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 sheer ability from from this kid at that young of an age 
geez, I I don't know if we've quite seen anything like it in a very long time. And I get why people are saying Tim Duncan-esque, Kevin Garnett-esque. I see it, and I know you do too. And and I know the NBA is going to be able to see it here very, very soon. Because if this kid does not win the NBA Rookie of the Year, (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do. And I know that I've said that previous times. The NBA's Rookie of the Year award is not necessarily always given out to the actual, you know, the best player from from that year. Sometimes it's just given out to the highest scorer from that draft class. And honestly, that's that's quite often the case uh, many times when you're when you're evaluating these Rookie of the Year awards. But the way that he is able to impact the game defensively, what he is able to provide in terms of offense to the Cavs. It's astounding. It's refreshing. Whatever word you want to use to describe it, you just know that it is, it's good basketball. And it's a huge reason why Cleveland is starting to trend upward from the depths of lottery hell to playoff contender all in one year. I mean, could you honestly say, and I know I'm one of the, I'm one of the few. Uh, you guys have heard me echo this sentiment many times over. I truly believed that this team was going to be in playoff contention this season. But I'd be lying to you if I told you that they would be this far, you know, th- that they would be able to compete like this. I did not see this coming. I saw playoffs. I didn't see domination on, on a lot of different nights. I just, I did not see that happening. I certainly didn't see Evan Mobley being able to take off the way he has. I didn't see Darius Garling, uh, Garland putting up a all-star type season. Similarly, I didn't see Jared Allen taking a all-star leap himself. I mean, the Cavs could make a, a sweep at come award time. I see at this point in time, Cleveland getting two all-stars in the all-star game that is being held in Cleveland. I see that. I see the Rookie of the Year award being handed out to Evan Mobley. I see the Coach of the Year award being ha- uh, handed out to J.B. Bickerstaff, who, man, if, if, if ever public opinion has changed on coaching staff and front office, damn, it's happening in Cleveland right now. J.B. Bickerstaff deserves his recognition. I truly believe that they continue this win trajectory and they're able to get into the playoffs. You got to give J.B. Bickerstaff the rookie, the, uh, the coach of the year award. You have to start looking at Kobe Altman for executive of the year because a lot of the moves that he made, a lot of the vision and uh, foresight that he had in regards to certain guys, a lot of people did not agree with. I'll get and say, you know, I was one of the few people that that actually had faith in the guy. But I got to say, I mean, I, I did not see some of these things panning out the way that they have. I continuously will tell you, I did not see Evan Mobley being being this advanced. He's exceeded expectations in in numerous, numerous ways. It's just something about this Cavs team to me, and I'm gonna say this, and I know a lot of people are think are gonna think that I'm crazy. This team is reminding me of the 2013-2014 Golden State Warriors. They're they're reminding me of those the the the, the guys who are who are just starting to get there. You're you're just starting to see some some fight in them. You're starting to see people come into their own. And I think Cleveland could honestly start getting towards a similar trajectory. 
I see a championship window opening very, very quickly for this team. And while I don't necessarily think this is the year to push in all the chips, well, I don't believe this is the year to make some move that could potentially alter the career timeline for a lot of these guys on the roster now. I do see this team at least between now and next season being able to legitimately contend for a championship in the East. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close out today's episode. Like I always tell you guys, if you'd like to reach out to me, you can at it's Cavalier underscore pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, etc. Have a good one.